0: This is the Byron Bledsoe Podcast, Senior Pastor of C3 Church in Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for checking out today's message. We hope this word encourages you and inspires you. Let's jump into the message. Called the American Express Centurion card, or you may have heard of it as the American Express black card. It is arguably the most elite credit card you could ever get. The annual fee, just to have this card, the annual fee, is $5,000. You have to be invited to apply for this card. And when you're invited to apply, there's a $10,000 initiation fee. There is nothing like this card. In fact, it requires a minimum income of $1 million a year to be invited to apply. And that card, for someone with that income, at that level, as prestigious as it is, There's one thing it can't buy. That card can buy anything except one thing. It it can buy houses. It can buy cars. it, it, It can buy global vacations. It can even provide, in some ways, some unlimited enjoyment. But there's one thing. In fact, I think it's the most important thing. It's the thing that we all want more than anything this card cannot buy. You can own property all over the world and still not be able to access this one thing. This one thing is peace. Peace. It seems so elusive because we don't know how to chase it. We chase things that we think will provide it. So we spend our lives trying to climb the ladder of status or or we chase after greater income or bigger this or, or or faster that or vacationing with those people and living by these people because we're trying to, we're trying ultimately to chase that, that peace on the inside and we're not sure how to grab that. So we grab the things or we go after the things we think we know how to grab, hoping that will give us some level of peace. It seems so elusive. And we know people who've lived in the best zip code or drove the most expensive car while wearing designer clothing and attending the galas at the upper echelon and they caught everything they were chasing except peace. So this morning, I want to ask you this question as we, as we wrap up this series, Chase the Noise. Do you have Peace. Peace is better than wealth. It's greater than popularity. It's deeper than the best luck. It's more valuable than being beautiful or handsome. It's better than anything else in the world. We know beautiful people who've committed suicide. We've read of billionaires who who jumped off the top of buildings they owned. We've heard the stories of tycoons in the stock market who who drank themselves to death because they couldn't find peace. And what the wealthiest and the most well-known and those that we look to, that we think if I could live like that, often those who have everything would give it all for just a good night's sleep. And it's the storms Not the storms on the outside, but the storms on the inside, the storms that begin in our minds and roll through our souls. It's those storms that rob us of peace. So how do you, in our world today, how how do you right now in this moment, with so much uncertainty and seemingly so much insecurity, how do you chase the noise of peace? There's this occasion in Mark's gospel, chapter four, that I think speaks directly to how we can chase, how we can embrace and discover peace in our own lives. Mark chapter four, verse 37 says this, a furious squall came up. Now, this wasn't just a storm. This wasn't just a bad weather moment. And it wasn't just in scriptures, a squall. It was a a furious squall. The baddest of the bad storms, a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, I love this part, sleeping on a cushion. The word of God tells us in the middle of this massive storm, a furious squall, God doesn't just say, hey, by the way, Jesus was asleep on the boat. He was sleeping on a cushion and the disciples woke him up and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? The thunder was pounding and the lightning was crashing and the the waves had tossed all equilibrium aside. And these men, many of whom had been fishermen, highly experienced at being on the water, had exhausted all of their ideas and all of their possibilities and they put all that they knew from years of experience into play to try to navigate what was happening in this storm. And it was too much. They were trying to manage the unmanageable. I wonder what is it in your life that you're trying to manage that's become unmanageable? Where have you exhausted all of your expertise and all of your abilities and it hasn't changed anything? A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped and Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion and the disciples woke him up and said to him, teacher, don't you care If we drown, it's the same question that we ask when storms roll into our lives and we can't find peace. God, don't you care? If you're God, Everything that we can imagine, everything we've read in the scriptures, everything we know about who God is, how we think God would function if, if, if there's a God and we could describe it and, and define him and, and create what that would look like. He's supposed to care in our most desperate moments. He's supposed to be available when we struggle the most. In our deepest pain, he's supposed to somehow, because he's God, be able to just take that and bring us peace. In this storm, this furious storm, the disciples go to Jesus with their question. But when they go to Jesus with their question, they go without their faith. They say, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Hey, life's gotten to that place where the thunder is more frequent and the lightning is crashing more often and our life seems to be being tossed all around and it's sort of out of control and and maybe it's in the area of relationships for you. Maybe it's in parenting with one of your kids. You've been a parent. You've raised other kids. You've exhausted all of your expertise and somehow you can't figure out how to help this, this one child, and you're trying to navigate it, but you're, you're at the end of everything you can do. You're trying to manage maybe business owners, business owners, man, I want you to know that I am a huge fan of business owners. I pray for you often. You, you have been punched in the teeth over the last year and the courage you have and what you do is the backbone of our communities and how you help enhance our lives with, with your ideas and your skills and your wisdom. But but maybe you're at a place where navigating everything, trying to open back up, coming out of COVID-19. You've exhausted everything you know how to do. And the struggle is still there and maybe you're a Christ follower so you know I'm supposed to go to Jesus. But we can go to Jesus and not bring our faith. We, we can go to Jesus and not continue to trust because sometimes everything that's happening in life screams that we shouldn't trust, screams that it's not working. Sometimes we feel like, okay, maybe there's a God. maybe there is a God Maybe I'm willing to concede that, but, but if there is, there's so many moments it feels like he's just somewhere sleeping on a cushion while the storms are rolling through my life. He, he seems so disconnected, so unaware of what I'm facing. And these disciples, many former fishermen, they, they go to the stern where Jesus is sleeping. He's sleeping. That means nothing in the disruption of the world in that moment had disturbed him. What is, after all, wind, no matter how strong it is, and and water, and and waves, no matter how high they are, and thunder, no matter how loud it is, what, what is all of that to Jesus? Has a storm ever been able to stop the purposes of God? not just in your life in this moment when you're feeling everything you're feeling and you're trying to navigate it and, and you're wrestling with it, step back, pause, and look at the scope of history. Has a storm ever been able to stop the purposes of God? So Jesus, the one who can apparently sleep through hurricanes, the, the God who was so asleep that the hurricane couldn't wake him up, when his followers spoke, he woke right up. Somehow the noise and the volume of the storm didn't impact him. But the noise of can you help woke him up and he heard it. See, that is our Savior. That is the one who is so attentive to your voice, to your desperation, to your cry, that it affects him greater than thunder. Teacher, don't you care if we drown? God, don't you know? How could you be letting this happen? God, don't, don't you know about 2020? Don't you understand what we've been through? 2021 was supposed to look a lot different. And in some ways we still feel stuck. God, don't you know about my heartache? and how my heart has been crushed? God, God, don't you care that I'm struggling to pay my bills? God, God, don't you know that my job is uncertain? God, God, don't you know, don't you care? You're supposed to be God. Jesus, how can you just seemingly lay there doing nothing with the storms that are surrounding my life? How can God do that? And often we grow angry with Jesus and we grow angry with God because he's not doing anything while everything seems to be falling apart. Notice verse 39. He got up, Jesus got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, against all of the noise, I I love this part, he said, he doesn't bother yelling above the noise, Because when he speaks, it doesn't have to be a yell to produce results. He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. What if he could calm what's going on in your life in the same way? What if. The noise, the loudest thunder happens on the inside, not the outside. The crashes of lightning that bring doubt happen on the inside, not the outside. We feel like we're drowning emotionally far more than ever drowning physically. And you'll never have peace when you focus on what you think God's not doing. Peace comes when we shift our focus to the reality that, hey, God's in your boat. If you're a follower of Jesus, a Christ follower, God is in your boat. So so stop focusing on the fact that he seems like he's sleeping and open your eyes to the reality that he's in your boat. He's right there. And if he's in your boat, everything's going to be fine. I don't have to panic when he's in my boat. I don't even have to worry when he's in my boat. I don't have to try harder when he's in my boat. When he said peace, the winds lost their power. When he said peace, the waves laid down softly and the disciples are stunned because they had, they had completely underestimated who they had with them. They had completely underestimated and in some ways perhaps forgotten who and what they had access Two, And the words of Jesus then, just like the words of Jesus now, the words of scripture, can calm the raging storm in our lives. Peace. That peace comes simply by having Jesus in the boat of our lives. And I'm not saying that if you have Jesus in your boat, you won't face storms. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that if you have Jesus in your boat, you won't struggle with doubt. I'm not saying that if you have Jesus in your boat, you won't lose your income. I'm not saying that if you have Jesus in your boat, you won't ever feel pain. You won't ever walk through cloudy days. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you've invited Jesus into your life to be your Lord, you took a passenger into your boat that will ride the waves with you and he knows how to calm them when they get too big and it begins to be too much. And what's interesting, you move from Mark chapter four into Mark chapter five to discover that the disciples and Jesus, they arrive at their destination and they weren't even late. Because to the follower of Jesus, storm or no storm, God will get you exactly where you're supposed to be, exactly when you're supposed to be there. And nothing can stop God. COVID-19 can't stop God, not an unreasonable boss. He can't stop God, not a financial crisis, not a hurting child, not a broken past. Recognize and realize what you have access to. Nothing can stop God. It's all a matter of who's in your boat. And he brings peace. So like the old gospel hymn says, so it is well. And if it is well with your soul, it will be well with your tomorrows. If it is well with your soul, it's going to be well with your finances. If it is well with your soul, it's going to be well with your relationships. If it is well with your soul, it's going to be well with your parenting. I love what John says. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Listen, just as your soul prospers. It all flows from the soul. If it is well with your soul, It's going to be well with your life. John 14 tells us peace. Jesus says, peace, I leave you. My peace. The kind of peace that could sleep on a cushion in a hurricane, knowing that everything's going to be fine. He says, peace, I leave you. My peace, I give you. I do not give you as the world gives because what does the world do? It gives and takes away and it often takes more than it gives. He says, my peace, I leave you. My peace, I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You can do that because as a follower of Jesus, he's in the boat of your life. He's in your boat. So when the storms rage, Don't just go to where he is. Don't just go to the scriptures. Don't just go to prayer. Don't just go to where he is. Go to where he is in faith. Go to where he is trusting he is God, believing that he loves you, knowing that he's got this. That's how you chase. That's how I chase the noise of peace. And when you walk in peace, realizing who's in your boat, when you walk in peace, the peace that's in you will eventually show up outside of you. Peace can only invade your circumstances after it's invaded your life. And the only way you can experience that peace is to know God in a personal way, to have Jesus in your life, in your boat. And maybe for you today, that's the step you need to take. Maybe there's never been a moment in your life where when you invited Jesus to come into your life. And and right now in this moment, as you're watching, there's, there's a voice inside you that's louder than mine. And you know, you know, this is the step you need to take. This is how you begin the discovery of peace. You've got to have him in your boat. So I want to invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And in this moment, if you'd like to pray a very simple prayer and invite Christ to come into your life, to be there, to be available in every storm you'll go through, to forgive your sin, to give you his spirit on the inside of your life, to begin to transform you from the inside out, to transform your thinking, your relationships, your perspective of the future, your view of other people, your view of yourself. If you'd like to know God in a personal way, and have him in your life. Just pray this simple prayer. And you can pray it out loud or you can pray it quietly in your mind. The Bible says in Matthew chapter six, Jesus knows even our thoughts. So just pray this prayer. Dear God, I know that I need you. Jesus, please come into my life. I ask you to forgive my sin. I invite you to be my Lord. As best I know how, I commit everything I know about me to everything I know about you. Thank you for loving me. I invite you into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, I would love to know that. I I know you're watching online. You're not in the room this morning, but listen, at C3, you still matter. There's room in this family for you. You're just as valuable, and, and I would love the opportunity to be praying for you. So I'd love for you to text me your name so that I can pray for you by name today and throughout this week. Maybe you're watching in Orlando, maybe you're watching from somewhere else. I'd love to pray for you. If you just prayed that prayer with me, just shoot me a text, send your first name, just your first name to 407-487-8311. The number's here on the screen. Text me your name. I'll get that list of names this afternoon. I would love to be able to pray for you by name throughout this week. I'd love to be able to send you a free gift. So shoot me the text with your first name. in-person at our, our in-person gatherings on May the 9th for Mother's Day because we're doing free family portraits for everybody. And you wanna be a part of that. It's, it's something that we can do in a small way to honor moms and who they are and the value that they bring to our lives. And so as a gift to moms, we're doing free family portraits for everybody. Also, we're doing child dedications that day. And so if you'd like to have your child dedicated, that's a moment where we're able to pray for you as a parent, pray for your child or your children. You can register for that at c3church.cc forward slash now. And that's gonna be a very spe- special moment in the service on that same day, on Mother's Day. So we don't want you to miss that. hope you have an amazing week. I'm praying for you. I can't wait to see you. Hopefully next Sunday, c3church.cc forward slash gather. I'd love to see you in the room. Have a great week. I'm praying for you. God bless.